What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. Today we're talking NFL Week 4 recap, and at the end we're going to break down Thursday night football coming up between the Broncos and Colts. Before we hop into it, do yourself a favor, go down and like the video, and do us a favor and subscribe to the channel. I'm Paul Pickle Wyndham Concha. I got the bowl. I got my beer. Who's with me? Hey, man, you already know it's that boy, Kev. <laughs> Water boy, some boy, a.k.a. the Don P.Y.E., a.k.a. the motherfucker on the screen, and a.k.a. the motherfucker whose team is on a nice little win streak. You feel me? Hold on, hold on. Let me get my Falcons read up in the, in the background. Ooh. Ooh. But, hey, man, we're here to talk week four. Bunch of crazy shit went down as motherfucking usual because that's the whole reason we love fucking football. But before anything, let me know how we did on the picks last week. Man, last week we tied. We both went 10 and 5, bro. We both did a killing little round of applause. 10 and 5 ain't easy to come by, especially with how crazy these weeks have been. I That makes it a – it's a very narrow lead I have on the year. I'm 35, 26, and 1. You are 31, 30, and 1. Back on the positive side, above 500. Then – this is where you did your killing, though, this weekend. On the locks and the dogs, that boy kept 2-0 on his locks, had the Chargers and the Vikings never sweat, and 1-0 on his underdog with the Cardinal pick. I went 1-1 on my locks and 1-0 on my dogs. So year-to-date, Kev, you're 4-3-1 on your locks and 2-2 two and two on your dogs. I'm 3-5 and five on the locks, 2-2 two and two on the dogs. So you do have the narrow lead in the locks right now. I'll be picking them Falcons. <laughs> oh, and then the best bets again, three and two. Another winning week, but I need a big week coming. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna cook up a storm for this next week. I'm gonna have a big, like a five and oh, four and one type week coming up this week. It's crazy that we did so good this because you even started. You was like, "Yo, this week I'm going sixteen and zero." I was like, "Okay." okay. But what? Uh, how about you, Kev? So now we know how we rank. How you ranking these games? What's the what's the category this week? What's the awards going to who? You already know, man. We got the motherfucking water boys games of the week. So feel me, man. And I'm not gonna lie to you, this was a tough one. So I'm not even giving categories this week because usually I like to put in best ass whooping. And that's what I thought the Chiefs game was. I was gonna put until that second half. And you seen Brady throwing it that Mike Evans and shit, killing me on fantasy and all that bullshit. But this week, every game has something something different. So my first game of the week this week is going to be the Seahawks versus the Lions. The boys went at 48 and 45. Mm-hmm. We're going to call this the Rusty Gun Shootout. I don't know why the fuck the people that snapped on this game snapped, but they came. Rashard Penny had seven, went 17 for 151 and two touchdowns on those big touchdowns. All, all second half, too, because I, I have to, I took his over on yards. It was like 57, which he fucking murdered. But at halftime, it was like five carries, 15 yards. I was like, oh, yep, this is a deal. <laughs> that ain't going to hit. And then all of a sudden, I see the highlight runs. I'm like, oh, fuck. No cup, two touchdowns. TJ Hawkinson. I had to play against him in fantasy. Eight, eight, eight catches for 179 yards and two touchdowns. I love this. I love Hawkinson though because before Kyle Pitts, Hawkinson was the highest. Yeah, and everyone always gives him shit for like y'all wasted. He's not that. He's not that guy. So when he does do those type of guy performances, I'm like, oh, that's my boy. Prove them haters wrong. This is crazy. 
fucking Geno Smith through 325 last week. You say he won't ever do that shit again. Mm-hmm. 320 yards and two touchdowns. And the nigga ran for seven, seven ran seven times for 49 yards and a touchdown. Hey, bro, no defense on either side. Like, the Seahawks' first four drives, three touchdowns and a field goal. They did nothing was stopping nothing. <laughs> Just fucking... Nothing was stopping nothing. And the fact that the um, Lions, what they dropped, like 22 in the fourth just to make this game as close as it was. But this is actually a term I learned this week. It's called Scorigami. Oh, you, yeah, no. I look, I follow that page on Twitter. Or if I don't follow them, I always get retweeted when it happens. But, yeah, this is the first time that's ever happened, the 48-45 game. And they say this is like the 1,377 different um, Total different. Score. I was like, that's insane. I didn't even know people keep up with shit like that. Hey, and another crazy stat I don't have it in front of me, but people were comparing like Matthew Stafford through four weeks, like 800 yards, four touchdowns, five interceptions, or six interceptions, and like Jared Goff, like 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions. Like he just have it's like, hey, bro, that boy Goff is kind of looking decent over there right now. I know it's all garbage yards sometimes, but still, like. You got to remember, they played teams like the Eagles. Like, they were up at one point. Like, they're playing, they, they still have good teams on their resumes. Um, the two wins, they got a, decent wins. The Vikings, so, uh, KJ, if Captain Kirk didn't go captain mode in that fourth quarter, they, they, yeah, it, it's, still, it's still the Lions, though. Like, this is this is the Lions football we know. That's what, that's what makes us love them. But this is what's crazy about the Lions football. The line, Dan Campbell, these big DC, we haven't talked about him too much this year. Big DC on the motherfucking has been in Lions are averaging 35 points a game. But they're giving up 35.3. That's insane. Worst defense. They're letting up 31 before this game. So yeah, I'm not surprised it went up so much after that. This L. insane. I can't understand it. But that's the first game. I don't know what either of these teams are. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think the Lions are the Lions are a promising team. They gotta learn to stop giving up some. And the thing about the Lions is they have great corners because, like, they had Justin Jefferson in a, in a motherfucking icebox. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, is a dog. And so is Amani. And, like, the only bad game, the only receiver that really probably ate on the boys was A.J. Brown and, well, T.J. Hawkinson. But um, it was A.J. Brown. So, like, I was like, this is a good team, but they give up so many points. So I'm not exactly sure what this team is, this Lions team is. Listen to me, I fade the Lions. That's why I took the Seahawks. Was like, hey, I don't trust that team with as the favorites now. I like no, them as dogs. I was gonna say, fade them when the spread is looking your way. So I, that was a good game. I think that game was phenomenal. I'm mad I didn't watch it. I was like, damn, I wish I knew the boys were gonna do that. I would have tuned in the day ass. <laughs> what was uh? What's another game that you have on your uh marquee games? Okay, for some reason my laptop just turned off. But the next game. Is the Packers and the motherfucking Patriots? That was a this scary game, one. This game almost didn't make it just off the fact that, like, yo, it's a third quarterback. Why is this game so fucking close? Hey, that rookie Bailey Zap. I, I can't remember if he went undrafted or like a sixth, seventh round, but he fourth was round. fourth round. Okay, I just remember he had crazy stats. He just went to a smaller school, so like his college stats were like godly compared to the other uh, like Kenny Pickett in them. But it was like he he went he went to some small school that wasn't um nothing big, so he didn't get the same attention. But I thought he looked pretty good. Like he ran the system 
pretty damn good. The running backs came fucking Ramon Stevenson and Damian Harris came to play. Definite fucking lead. They running game and they just stayed annoying all game for um doing them. Doing them just knew how to um just stay in Aaron Rodgers' face and kind of I just like man. So I'm keeping. I've never heard of Bailey Zapp before, but he didn't do terrible. I mean, he only threw 99 yards, but like he kind of was there for um he's kind of there to be a um to like let the running game go. But my thing about it was Mike Tarifico or Trilifico, whatever you call it, bro, that works Sunday Night Football. He was like, bro, I couldn't tell Mac Jones wasn't in. At first, I thought he was being racist. But then I was like, wait a minute. He's white. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. What you mean you ain't see? You couldn't tell motherfucking uh, Mac Jones is in there. He was like, yeah, bro, they played the exact same. I was looking at the film, and I was like, oh, low key. I wouldn't have noticed if I didn't know. So that shows that, like, I don't really know exactly what direction the um the Patriots are going in, but I don't think the Patriots look at Mac Jones as the answer. He might be the long-term quarterback or the future quarterback at the moment, but I don't think he's the answer. But on to the Packers, what do you have to say about that? Just the way that, like the way everyone's been acting too, with like how Mac Jones basically told Bill, like I'm not like Patriots said it was gonna be a four-week uh, ankle sprain, Max, and then Mac Jones said no, this is at least six to eight. And he might want surgery. And like just the way like Bill, I don't think Bill's ever had like that type of uh someone like against him. So like and if he feels like he can look at what he has, he'll probably get rid of Brady for um Jimmy G. Because he felt like Jimmy G could could run the show and he wasn't gonna deal with some Brady shit. So like Bill Belichick is quick to be like, okay, like and he's been talking about Lamar and like some some things. So like I'm just like I I, I kinda agree, like, hey, like if Mac starts getting a little bit ego in his head because everyone's like he made pro bowl after like five other qbs declined it and like, no yeah like so he starts getting like everyone's calling him the next brady he was getting they made the playoffs so if he starts feeling like uh like the pete carroll and russell russell wilson type situation i heard someone compare it to so like just something to keep an eye on especially because the bailey zap is looking just like another mac jones maybe some people gotta reevaluate how good mac jones was maybe is this because Patriots has always been a scheme football team to me, but what about the Packers? So the Packers, I have a love and hate relationship with what the Packers did this week. One, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are fucking insane. Aaron Jones, 16 carries for 110 yards. AJ Dillon, 17 for 73 yards. They had 199 rushing yards altogether. Insane. These motherfuckers put up 400 points of uh, 400 yards of offense and still went to overtime with a motherfucking third string with a third string rookie quarterback so like I feel like they made a lot of mistakes in key situations and not mistakes like there were drops and just miscues and maybe this or somebody they put they had a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers it's just like little shits and I think this is stuff you can fix but like that has to be frustrating as fuck for Aaron Rodgers I felt like the they had great <clears throat> uh, defense for the pass game because like Rashawn Gary had two sacks. Like he could get the pressure. Preston Smith and someone else had a half a sack each. Um, but the rush game, you just saw the Patriots just run the ball like with the eighty-six yards Damian Harris and sixty-six yards Ramon Stevenson, both about four point seven, four point eight yards per carry. Like they were running. <laughs> they weren't trying to. Bill Belichick wasn't trying to trick you or nothing like it was either a short pass or we're running the ball and it, it, 
it wasn't against they kind of reminded me of when the Packers played the 49ers every year they they what are they doing they're running the ball and then they get a nice play action short low pass yards after catch both the shit so as a, this Packers team seems to be I think still weak against the run no matter what the numbers are showing if, if a team wants to run the ball like I think they can run the ball against them interesting and uh, I think Romeo Dubes is the guy that Christian Watson was supposed to be. Eight targets, was back-to-back games with like eight plus targets, uh, five catches, forty-seven yards, and the touchdown. And then uh, Watson, he only had one catch for eight yards, but they did get him involved with the rushing touchdown. So I, they still try and get him involved because they use such a big pick on him. But I think Dubes is gonna, or Do- how he said his name, I think he's gonna be the guy. So Romeo Dobbs is definitely a guy. And I look at him because I feel like he has so much, so much more time to grow. He has so much where to grow. And then he was um, and then Aaron first of all, Aaron Rodgers fucks with Christian Watson. He says um, Christian Watson, his breakaway speed is kind of dangerous. So like, there's a lot of times you might give him um, Aaron. I said he might give him a second or third look, just because like he can do something with his speed. He's like pretty fucking fast. But when it comes to Dobbs, I love Dobbs. I think he's a great player, and I think he's. Aaron Rodgers can make anybody look great. And I think he's um a stellar athlete, and they got him a steal in the draft. I want to say he got him, like, fourth round. But, I think fifth. I think they, 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 yeah, they, yeah, they went late for him. So the fact that he's over here getting targets, scoring touchdowns. And this game wouldn't have went in overtime if he had um, – it's one of those. It's one of those tricky – it's one of those tricky things. Like, I don't know how to explain it exactly. It was tricky. Like, the ball – because we all know that wasn't a catch, but it was like – Come on, man. Like, it literally – the floor is what made the bitch fall out, like, not the defender. And, like, niggas is out of bounds, you feel? Niggas is on, niggas in the end zone. So, if it's a catch, then it's a catch right then and there. So that yeah, was, the play that was dies as soon as the catch is made. Hell, yeah. But that's interesting. But this is a team – they feel like Aaron Rodgers is solid. He threw 251 yards, two touchdowns, one interception that got returned for a touchdown, right? No, no, no. Did it get returned for a touchdown? No, no, no. It might have. Hold on, I can double check. Real right quick. before. It was right before halftime, I believe. Yeah, but, no, um, it was a pick six before halftime. Okay, bet. So that was pretty bad. And then just seeing how, like, the Patriots' defense can still get stops and they got the great corners over there. Jack Jones, so, like, that was the one who got the pick six. They're yeah, still highest-rated cornerback right now. That's dangerous. But Aaron Jones – but – um. Aaron Rodgers still looks solid. I just feel like they just got to tighten up a little bit over there. But that was a game. That was a pretty. That was a pretty good game. That was a fun game to watch and stuff like that. But on to the next. Uh, do you have a third one for your waterboard games? Oh yeah, I gotta I gotta run through these next two really fast because I couldn't decide between these last two. So I said fuck it, throw them both in. So what you want? Top of the morning or comeback kids? I can go to top of the morning first since it was top of the morning. We, we was across the motherfucking pond. Vikings versus Saints. London. Saints ain't shit. Chris Olave, a dog, though. Big numbers. Gainwell, he, he got hands, that number one dude. So motherfucking. But um, my biggest takeaway from this is that Jake Jett has torched the fuck out of Marshawn Lattimore. Over there in London, in the Tottenham Square, they had the motherfucking Ted Lasso. I don't even know what that is, but that's something that kept getting brought up on a couple podcasts. You've never seen Ted Lasso, bro. That's one of the best shows. Never. Is it? Is it old? No, it's been re. It's a. Uh, 
pretty recent. Uh, you it's right up. You would love this. It's on Apple TV. That's why you probably know, but it's on. It's on the uh, some. We go. I have a way for people to watch, but Apple TV. That's I know you don't have Apple TV. It's not as popular, but it's like the reason why people get Apple TV is for Lasso. Oh wow! Yeah, but, yeah. No, that show is fire. I respect it. But what did you see in this? Because we got they lost. It was a close game. Saints started coming back. They lost off of a 61-yard double doink. That bit, that's the word everybody keeps using. That bit looked like double. Like, you ever seen a shot? You know when the shot, you throw up a shot and it hit double rim and hit the back of the double rim? That's what yeah. that shit looked like. Because it was long. Like, he <laughs> has a leg. That bit said, doof, doof. Yeah, he hit a 60-yarder before that and uh, and didn't end the game. So then it was, like, one yard further. And uh, it was he had the distance. It just hit off the thing. Man, they didn't have Camaro, they didn't have Michael Thomas, and they didn't have Jarvis Landry, and they still have been – Andy Dalton did not look bad for somebody who didn't have the weapons. I I think he makes quicker decisions than Winston does, and that kind of helps him because the offensive line is still getting – still not holding up well. So, like, if he can just make the quick read and get it out, which is what he is known to do, they might be able to cook something up while Winston's – uh trying to get better, but hey, like Captain Kirk, I guess it wasn't prime time. Nah, that's funny as fuck. But nah, this was a fun game to watch. I actually ended up having to stay up all night, because I looked up, like, when I was done watching, I went to go watch that new movie, um, Smile, which is actually pretty fucking good. And then I hung out, we was chilling, we went to go get drinks and stuff, and it's two o'clock, I get home. Somehow I look up, they put this show on called The Ultimatum, I look up, and it went from like three thirty to like six forty, and I was like, "Fuck, I gotta watch football at nine thirty. I'm like, "Fuck." So after that, I'm just up. Like I'm just spending the next hours just up. There was one point in time I went for a walk at like seven. Once the sun came up, I'm watching the sun come up and people going to church and shit. I'm just going for a walk because I can't go to sleep. I got football to watch at nine thirty. But that was a great fucking game to watch. I'm glad to see Jay Jettis go crazy. Alexander Matson got me some points on fantasy. KJ Osborne ain't shit, but we're not gonna say that because the past, because the play before uh, Matson's touchdown was a touchdown to KJ Osborne that got taken back. Yeah, but that was we across the pond, man. So the last game, the Water Boys games of the week. This was a little longer than it needed to be. We got the comeback kids again. The Bills versus the motherfucker. Just the Bills was on the other side. You feel me? The Bills versus the Ravens. The Bills come back again this time, down from 17. And fun fact, you probably might have heard it on a different podcast, but the last time the Bills, the only time the Bills have ever come back from down 17 was in 2011. Can you guess who was it? Oh, against the Dolphins? And you get, you get two tries. You get the Ravens. Nah, it's the only then it happened in 2011. I don't know who exact bites do, but you get two tries. It's on Dolphins. Nah, the Bills, who's the quarterback? I don't know who. Oh, who was the quarterback for the Bills in 2011? Oh, this wasn't Tyrod. Was Tyrod Taylor? I have no, I wouldn't be able to guess who it is. Your best friend, man, Ryan Fitzmagic. Ah, the magic man. and the reason why there are two people that have done it is because this motherfucker did it in week three and week four that year. <laughs> hey, that's probably where he got the nickname from that week. No, that uh, so 
that was interesting to see like oh damn the bills don't do that like josh allen number 17 came back down 17 josh allen quarterback battle 19 for 36 213 yards one touchdown one interception 11 for 70 he's the running back on that team and a touchdown lamar 20 for 29 144 a touchdown two interceptions 11 for 73. i think this is a game of two halves because the Ravens did their shit first half. They showed they're like, yo, we're a good team. Finna go. Lamar's MVP talks. But J.K. Dobbins doing his thing. You feel me? But they just couldn't keep their foot on the gas. And then they gave up another 17-point lead, um, a 17-plus point lead. And this is the second time this season. And this is low-key the fourth time. It's only been week four in all of the NFL. And then them asshole, Jason Garrett asshole last on Sunday Night Football talking about some. And the Ravens have done half of them. I was like, he ain't shit. <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm i just upset because I felt like the Ravens' defense was playing really well, especially against Josh Allen. Um, they stopped the streak of first drive touchdowns for the Bills. They stopped that streak. They didn't, they get the interception on the first drive by the Bills. Uh, but it's 2020, three, three and a half, four minutes left just about. You're, it's fourth down. I know it's Lamar. Give me the ball. But y'all haven't really scored recently. Like, like neither team has really been doing much right here. So, like, kick the field goal. Your defense has been playing really good. <clears throat> and if you give them the three-point lead, they know that they just cannot let up a touchdown. Like, they, they're able to play a better defense versus now everything's on the board. Oh, the deep shots open, the short shits open, just because now if they get a field goal, they win. So, like, you really set up your defense to be, like, backs against the wall. And it, it, it's kind of hard to just not let Josh Allen at least get into field goal range. Nah, dead ass. And you know Ken Dorsey wasn't going for that. He was like, bro, y'all going to fucking win today. Yeah, so, so that, that, that last-minute decision, I think, really hurt them when it came down to, like, the final – like, going to overtime or losing the games. Nah, but that shit was funny, though, because I fell asleep in this game because, like, I've been up since motherfucking yesterday. Motherfucking, I fell asleep during this game, but I woke up, and I was like, yo, what the fuck? This is a game? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, it, but Josh Allen, I mean, he he was rolling, but back-to-back weeks, I felt like he, not struggled, but just had his worst of performances. Like, we're seeing the side of Josh Allen that is making mistakes, throwing turnovers, playing, forcing throws, like young Josh Allen used to do. Like, that was his big issue. He has a lot of turnover-worthy plays. And we're, we're kind of seeing it happening. I think he's just frustrated. I think the season's starting, so we'll see what day goes on. But my last my last highlight water boy of the week isn't the game, but shout-out defense. So many turnovers this week. And there were five, there were five, five touchdowns scored on defense before the Monday night game. And then the 49ers um, – Took one in. I didn't see the play though, but I know they took one in because I had him on fantasy. Defense showed out, man. Motherfucking Jalen Hurts threw a pick six, and Rodgers threw a pick six. Um, somebody fumbled, and that bitch got returned for a touchdown against the Raiders. The Broncos fumbled against the um, Raiders. That Trevor Lawrence had four turnovers, four fumbles, five turnovers, four fumbles. Motherfucking shout out defense. Yeah. This Kyler Murray threw a pick six. Yeah, no, there was a lot of shit going around for all teams. But, all right, on to the full slate recap now. We knocked out Vikings Saints the top of the morning. Um, next game on the list, Falcons. Your Falcons getting another dub at home, beating the Browns. Y'all now 2-2, two 23-20. Two, 
I mean, uh, big note though, Caldwell Patterson will be out. He's on the injury reserve. I think he's gonna be out for four weeks now. And you played a fucking hell of a game. Shout out my dog. Yeah, so like that's that's gonna hurt. But hey, y'all, y'all's defense is still balling. Y'all got the interception. Y'all forced Nujoku to fumble, I believe. Uh, fucking the defense is the I think the biggest thing because uh y'all are getting these stops and sacks and shit that y'all weren't getting last year. Like y'all are getting rolled over last year. I feel like for a lot of the games right now, like Nick Chubb had a good game. But it's kind of hard to stop Nick Chubb. Like Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb. Nah, bro, I'm so motherfucking proud of my motherfucking boys because this has been another fucking – because if you look at it, bro, we could really be a 3-1 and team, 4-0, and arguably. Like, don't don't have that meltdown against the Saints. Cool. Don't finish the comeback against the motherfucking um, – against the Rams. Um, Rams instead of throwing that pick to Jalen Ramsey. So, shout out them boys for playing. I don't think they're going to play like this the whole entire season. And – Let's take a shot for the Falcons, man. I think it's been great, man. I've been enjoying watching these fucking games. And what made me mad was the beginning of this game because I'm watching get off with the run. I'm watching Jacoby Brissett running touchdowns and shit, and I'm like, how the fuck? But they ended up they, – they put something together. I think Arthur Smith and Dean Pease are like – they really like, – we're really setting shit up to, like, work. I understand Marcus Mariota, the turnover machine, but, like, it's okay. Because he's still playing his fucking heart out every week. That's all we need. And that's why your defense, I think, is not getting the credit it deserves. Because Mariota, I think, was like fourth or fifth on turnovers this year um, with the fumbles and picks. So, and y'all's defense is still like not y'all, – y'all aren't looking like the Lions, lining up 30-something points per game. Like, y'all's defense is keeping you in the games. The offense is still rolling. Your rookie, Travis, Travis, Travis I think, Alliger. He came in and he had like 84 yards. Like he came in, like stepped right in for Patterson. So that looked good to see. It's beautiful, man. It's it's a good it's a good day to be a motherfucking Atlanta Falcon. All right, on to another game. Another team that a lot of people didn't expect to be three and one right now, and they still are. Cowboys beating the Commanders 25 to 10. I mean. Carson Wentz is holds onto the ball too long, and that offensive line can't block for shit for him. So this is like a recipe for disaster. It's like it's this tale of it's the tale of two teams, right? Motherfucking their defense is great, and Cooper Cush is keep Cooper Cush is keeping them in the motherfucking is keeping them in the game. He's doing, he's looking motherfucking composed, spirits. But the cool thing about the Cowboys is the spirits are high over there right now. So I feel like the Cowboys have always been a big energy team because that's why they do so good when they're making splash plays and just big, big, just big games and shit like that. That's when they look the best. That's when they're at the most confident. But I respect how, like, Cooper, Cooper Cush is just – Cooper Cush, Kellen Moore, they're just kind of just working together. Like, CeeDee C- Lamb – I'm still bringing this up. CeeDee Lamb literally dropped a touchdown last week. Kellen Moore just in his bit. It's all good, man. We got this. We got this. We're going to figure this out. So everybody's not only there on is it the next man up, but the next man has the next man's shoulder to, to, um, to lean on. So that's fire. I fuck with that. Dan Quinn doing his thing over there with the Cowboys. Yeah. With the fucking Cowboys right now, their defense. Randy, not Randy Gregory. Um, who's Michael Parsons? My glass. They said Michael Parsons is such a big deal. Like, you got to work, figure out where he's at at all times. Because he can be all over the place. And fun fact, Michael Parsons was like the number one, not the number one, but he was like a top. He's definitely the number one running back. He's number one running back in Pennsylvania. 
Oh, he's an athlete. Yeah, like he was real. That's why you can just literally run around like a motherfucker. Like he beat Justin Fields in the forty. He's an athlete, boy. No cap. Like I'm pretty sure he probably beat Kyle Pitts too. Motherfucking. But it's so that's why like that defense to see that defense rolling. Trevon Diggs not really giving up plays like that. I gotta go check the PFF stats. But like he doesn't look like somebody you can kind of just peek at. So. The Eagles are looking lots unstoppable, real unstoppable right now. But the fact that they're keeping up with them, keeping up with these wins right now, and then it's a long season. Boys is look is looking promising. But what's up with Dak though? Dak's uh, Jerry Jones actually said recently I hope, uh, he can't hold a football, so he's still gonna be out for some time. Uh, Diggs got an interception this game, so Diggs are like keeping the interceptions rolling back to back weeks. Uh, fucking. One thing to note, though, is rookie wide receiver for the uh, Washington, Dotson, he had a touchdown again. So he's been killing it with the touchdown. He's getting it in the red zone, but he just tweaked his hamstring. He's going to be out for one to two weeks. Ouch. Yeah, and uh, but on positive <laughs> note, the uh, the rookie running back, Brian Robinson, he's back on the – he's going to be – he's getting cleared to play soon. Like he's like everything's looking real good after he got shot in, um, in during training camps and everything. I gotta go check their film, but my only question oh, that's when I got shot. Oh, yeah, Ryan, he's the Alabama running back. Nice, nice, nice. I'm glad to see that boy back on the field. Congrats, man. He's getting but cleared I'm, already, too. So he might be playing next week. So, like, we'll see. Like Antonio it. Gibson hasn't been playing too well either. So, uh, we'll see what's going on with that run. Maybe he comes in and changes some shit. Yeah, now you got a chip on the shoulder. But my biggest thing is that motherfucking. Why did they not get in the ball to Scary Terry? I'm going to be watching this next game to figure out why the fuck is somebody that a lot of people probably drafted in the top five, six, seven, four, five, to six rounds not getting the ball. Yeah, shit. No, that whole offense is looking stagnant right now. We got another game. Let's see. We did the Seahawks-Lions. Oh, here's one right here. Titans being the Colts. You had Colts. I had the Titans. Derrick Henry, again, but this is back-to-back weeks. Titans scored 20-plus points in the first half and nothing afterwards. I want to res- put some respect on um, Derrick Henry, though, because, like, he um he had a great game this fucking week. And, like, the, his touchdowns, this nigga's going into this person. I keep calling them niggas. This person is – um this person is really going into untouched. So, the whole line, when it's holding up, it's holding up. And, like, you, Pat McAfee and them boys was making the best. You don't want Derrick Henry. You're not supposed to let these chuck plays go for Derrick Henry in the first um, the first half. You kind of want these third and fourth plays because the defense is worn down a little bit. But to see Derrick Henry doing that, doing um, Derrick Henry's like picking his up, picking up early on these teams. I think it's dangerous because that's why that's also probably one of the reasons why they don't really score afterwards because now they're kind of coasting and they're just like running it down. Yeah, hey, and uh, that's perfect game plan when you have Derrick Henry. The Colts wish they could be doing that, but Jonathan Taylor, 20 carries, 42 yards. He hasn't really had much going on this year. Uh, Matt Ryan's been forced to throw 40 passes a game, which uh, that's not why you wanted to bring Matt Ryan in. Uh, like, they're the worst. I thought the Panthers had the worst offense. They probably do on paper, like, watching them-wise, but the Colts are the lowest-scoring team right now in the NFL. So, they're that's- the yeah, it's not. It's, this is not the start you want. One, two, and one. Then we have the Giants beating the Bears. I had the Bears here. I thought they really could pull it out. 
they look good early. I mean, I, I did call – this will be the game where Darnell Mooney probably gets a deep shot here or there. And he did. That boy had like 93 yards. One of them was like a 50-yard pass. But they just not score. I want to say I went to go use the bathroom, and I came back, and I that was the first play that I seen when I came back on red zone. And I was just like, this motherfucker, Paul. <laughs> I, hope, I really hope you put – I really hope you said anytime touchdown, Darnell Mooney. But um, this game was cool because, first off, my boy Danny – Wheels was getting off. I think what he scored two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, one. The first one was the nasty one where he's like like a twenty yarder. Ah, my boy, nice. I mean, they're getting the wins and they're beating teams that they're not supposed to be because they're the Giants. But they're getting dubs and they're stacking the bitches up. Oh, Jamal Williams, nasty. That was me, that stiff one. Massive but, um, injuries though here. Danny Dimes is out. Won't be pl- Tyrod Taylor came in three snaps. Then he got hurt, and he's going to be out. They had Shaquan taking snaps, uh, direct snaps and running the ball to end that game with the lead. So, like, they're bringing in quarterbacks right now to fill in the role because they have no quarterback at all. And, uh, like, so that's a big news. And then Chicago, their left guard, who's the only good ranked PFF lineman they have, he's going to be missing some weeks. Uh, he suffered a knee injury. So, like. Both these teams are walking out with massive injuries now. It's part of the game, man. Next man up. Let's see what them boys can do. Shaquan, bro. Shaquan's back. I'm like, I'm like, that boy is not is, – is, I call him glass knees for a while. I apologize. That boy's back. Nah, for real. And he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing, literally. He's beating you He's beating you on the runs. And once you start stacking the box, he's taking off on these screen passes. But – um. This is funny because them boys play in London next week, I believe. Yep, against the Packers. So they don't – so, like, they have a third string, but, like, they got to get, like – they got to go, like, have tryouts and shit. To, for, um, so they got to figure out who their um, other quarterbacks are going to be, like a backup quarterback going to be in this game. And one of the things they have to worry about, like, like yo, bro, you got a passport? Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, bro, done. Like, like, yo, bro, you got a passport, bro. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, fun fact for that game, when we do cover it, it'll be the first time ever that London's getting two positive winning teams because the Giants and the Packers are both 3-1, and one, and I guess that they don't, we don't ever get two winning record teams over there at the same time. That's actually funny, and a little less fun fact because that was actually funny. Motherfucking, it's the Packers' first time going to um, London. Oh, okay. It's because they, um, they had nine they had nine home yeah, games. Rogers. So they gave one of the home games to um London, and they're not taking and they're not taking the bye next week. Okay, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday shit. On to the next game. We have this game is kind of fun here. The Eagles beating the Jaguars. Jaguars came out fourteen zero off rip. Guys, Jalen Hurts off running backs are moving, and then and then and then Trevor Lawrence came. Trevor Lawrence with the fumble, like some some of the fumbles was just like he just got blew up on, <laughs> or he just it was it was a rough day. I think he he's like the first person um of the of the century or the decade or whatever to have five turnovers in a game or four or whatever the number was. I want to say it was um first person this century to have four fumbles, like no no position, no matter what the position. Yeah. Hey, this, shout out the resilience of the Eagles and uh, Hassan Reddick. He was – no one ever talks about him, but I think he had like 11 sacks last year on the Panthers, 12 sacks the year before on the Cardinals. So he's a double-digit sack 
like monster and they like this Eagles D line just signed him, plugged him right in and like and what do you have two sacks this game, forced those fumbles. No, nah, that's one thing, but that's this team showed real resilience and they're the only undefeated team for a reason. A lot of people are saying the Eagles are all the way back. I just feel like they don't have a tough schedule and the tough schedule doesn't get no tougher after this. And I'm not saying they got easy shit. They're gonna make breeze their way in the playoffs because once you're in the playoffs, you get home. And they're looking like they're finna win the division, no problem. But just to see Jalen Hurts kind of run the team like he is, and like, for example, when he took that fucking hit on that fucking touchdown run, he's over there getting up like, ah, ah. I'm just like, that's a dog. That's a dog. You feel me? Hey, and uh, James Agnew, we never said his name before, but he had two touchdowns for the Jaguars. He was really like, I, I don't know why he was in the game, but he was using every moment he could, and he was getting them – like, he was balling for the Jaguars. No, I, I like to see it. Love to see it. Next game, Steelers versus the Jets, and uh, Steelers had it in their grasp, and then the Jets rally and get the win, 24-20. See, this is where I have a question. Starting. I have so many questions on this game, because this was one I didn't even look into, because I was like, I seen Zach Wilson hit that gritty, and I was like, I don't need him. I don't need him. I don't need to know what you got going on over here. I'm Gucci. I'm but good. they say Zach Wilson looked good first game back. Ken Pickett, Ken Pickett didn't have a single technically non – didn't have a single non-caught pass. Technically. Um, like, let me know, pal. We'll break this down for the homie real quick because I know you – I know you looked into this. All right, so – First, I love this little thing. Like, I swear this is a more normal stat within the last recent years, but very first pass, Kenny Pickett was an interception. And, like, Winston, yeah. that was happened to Winston. That happened to someone else, I think, last year also. Maybe Kyler Murray on his rookie year. I just remember, like, this is a trend of, like, all these quarterbacks first throw. Joe Burrow Probably Joe Burrow. I, but it was along those lines of, like, a good talent still. But – um. The run game for Pittsburgh still hasn't got going. That's what's kind of killing the offense. Trubisky has this – he just holds on to the ball. He kind of reminds me of Carson kind of way he holds on to the ball. And I think Tomlin was getting pissed off with that because at one point you, they they flashed the camera over to Tomlin. You can clearly read his lips. He says, what the fuck? So – and then Trubisky got taken out the game shortly after that. So Pickett, Pickett I won't say look bad other than the three interceptions, but one of them was like – Hail Mary type shit. Like, we're just trying to win this game. Zach Wilson, I won't say he looked good just because I, I just felt like he wasn't – like I know the left tackle is out. So, again, another left tackle got hurt. So, they're on, like, their fourth left tackle. So, yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> I understand. It's not all his fault. First game back. But the two interceptions he threw, he's – I just feel like he's missing throws on, like, open guys like someone cutting down the middle for 10 yards and he just kind of misses it bad. But we'll see. He also moves around the pocket way too much, but some I appear Jets fan are like, I know some like Keyshawn is all like, he believes in him. So there's high hopes that he is the guy, which is the biggest thing. I think he caught a touchdown too. So he got that, he got that drip in him. Yeah. I mean, they called it, they changed it for the Philly special to the New York special, but I look at it like this. This team is better than they were last year. This team, the defense is really good, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah, this team's improved in a lot of critical areas, and everybody's young, so they can build. You don't really see no old motherfuckers that play for the Jets right now. Like when the Bills weren't that good, they had old people on the team. Like when the Jets, the Jets, 
they're just a young ass team right now. Robert Sala doesn't look like a just a lay down and fucking get ran over coach. Like they go, there's a chance to win. They gonna win that motherfucker. You learned that against the Browns. So, I I'm not a Jets fan, but I think this team is promising. They can get better throughout the years. But if they can this, but I want to see this core that they got right now get better. Yeah, no, they're deep. Sala's a defensive coach. His defense is finally on all cylinders. That's I think their run game is nice with Brees Hall and Carter. So they don't win some games off this run and defense. And if Zach Wilson is the guy, then they might actually do some damage if he is the guy. Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, now it's uh, his first game is next week. Uh, he's going to be starting officially. So they're moving forward in a new era over there. On to the next game. Chargers beating the Texans. I mean, Chargers took out all their frustrations on the Texans here. Uh, Texans scored 10 points in the fourth to make it look closer, but it was like 27-7 at one point before halftime. And uh, so the Texans were laying up 200 yards of rushing offense. Eckler, there's a, he had three total touchdowns. He balled out. Like, this was a game everyone's been talking about. Where's Eckler been? I used the number to pick on Eckler. What the fuck? This is why you did. Yeah, this is why you did. This is Eckler is a scoring machine. He can catch, he can run, and uh they kind they utilized him perfectly here. Eckler scored 34 points for me this week and I still lost. I will shout out the motherfucking Texans running running game. Damon Pierce and Rex Burkett kind of did Ooh, the thing. 75 yards. I was gonna say, how long was that? 75 yards. That's far. Chomp chomp. You know, you know, I was explaining to somebody field goals the um how the how the yardage system works because like I told him he threw it twenty yards and she was like, oh, okay, like you don't understand. There are three feet in a yard. You just threw that shit sixty feet. Like <laughs> there's some distance in this. Like when they was doing the when they was doing the field goal for the um for the Saints games, I'm explaining like, yo, sixty one yards. What's sixty times three? This boy's gone. This boy's a hundred eighty. Yeah, 183 feet back from the field goal in London. <laughs> like, and he almost made that motherfucker. Shit, yeah, no, Texans, I think 0-3-1. Now they're the only winless team because the Raiders got the monkey off their back this week. So they got to do something. Davis Mills, all them boys got to start doing something. Damian Pierce is looking pretty good. Looking like I'm, say, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think Davis Mills is it. Yeah, I'm kind of reeling back my take on him right now. Yeah, like it was cool when you could say that he was a rookie. He didn't, we didn't even expect him to start. Deshaun Watson, the whole Deshaun Watson situation, we could bring that up. Anytime we talked about the Texans, now it's just like all that's gone. Got a new coach and nothing's changed. Yeah. And this is the same coach that made Jay Cutler, made Jay Cutler, took Jay Cutler to the Super Bowl. And uh, Jay Cutler was a dog. He was smoking cig at halftime, right? He a legend. He a legend. Uh, on to the next game, Panthers versus Cardinals. It was looking kind of scary for a little bit. Um, Kyler threw a pick six, I believe, early. Panthers are up 10-3 to three going into the locker room. And then Kyler, I think he ended the game with 12 rushes. Now, not too many yards, but the fact that, like I say, when he runs the ball, when he's playing his backyard football, and, like they'll win games. And that that's what they needed to do in the second half when they scored and they ended up and the Panthers offense is they're just not there. Atrocious. But Christian McCaffrey's still gonna get yards. I understand his load man not load management, but I, I like I kinda like the way they're playing him, not doing too much extra crazy shit, but like just making sure he's a factor. Like he still does his thing. He gets like he gets 
he gets impactful on runs all the time. He having another hundred yard game. I want to say he had a hundred yards this game or seventy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he had a good game. So like that's good, but like that's all this offense can say about themselves. Like DJ Baker Mayfield, what you go? Who you finna put in? Sam Darnold. Like this team's stuck. Yep, and uh, Cardinals. Everyone's two and two in the division, so they're still alive. They're just hoping until D Hop comes back, and they're 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 willing their way to it right now. On to the I'll next D Hop on my fantasy team. Yeah, D Hop be back in a couple more games. Just two more weeks. Uh, next game, Raiders get their first win, get the monkey off their back, and they beat the Broncos. Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, hey he. They they're trying him on the whole like hey you might not be the long term answer here and I feel like the start of this year this game especially Josh Jacobs is proving like hey I'm RB one all right my spot is secure on this team nah dead ass I got Josh Jacobs in fantasy so like he's solid he's cool he's definitely somebody I want on my team I don't think he's like a top five back just because like. Josh Allen is a running back. Like those are the running. Lamar Jackson is a running. Yeah, no, back. no, not top five, definitely, but like a top fifteen guy. He's just like a solid. He's a solid dude. Good starter. Great fantasy. I fuck with him. He scored three touchdowns this week because he's not no fucking joke. Hey, and uh, Russell Wilson technically his best game: two hundred and thirty-seven yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. So they scored twenty-three points. I think this is their first game going over twenty. So. Broncos are like uh, maybe they're slowly getting they two and two and it looked rough. Maybe they can build upon this. I don't know, bro. I don't know. If, yeah, um, I don't know either, bro. Javante, Javante Williams is looking gone. Patrick ACL. Yeah, Patrick Satin is definitely the best. Um, one of the best corners in the league right now. And the defense is doing all they can to help Russ. So maybe they can start they, – they, they can lean on it. They will be missing Devontae Williams for the rest of the year. Melvin Gordon, if you've drafted him, cha-ching, like your 10th round pick just paid off because now Melvin Gordon is going to get 25 carries a game. He's going to be back onto the, the RB1 track like he was on the Chargers. It's just tragic. He's a, he's, on, he's a free agent in a couple leagues. But my stupid ass motherfucker didn't pick him up last week. I said, nah, I got you. Hey, Williams. What do I need both of them for? Hey, you better hit them waivers. Bro, I'm like 11th on the waivers. Oh, that'd be the killer. That'd be the killer right there. <laughs> I'm like, this is some bullshit. Everybody finna go get him. I bet you it's gonna be that dirty nigga Kyle. Dusty. But let's round out these last two games. Sunday night football. Chiefs. Beating the Buccaneers on primetime in Tampa Bay. What did you see here on these boys? Oh, my. You know, I enjoyed this game. I just looked at the Chiefs like they were talking about him on NFL Live about Pat Mahomes, right? So, my ass, I'm in this coming in this game. I'm like, yo, I'm down by, I'm down 80 to like 120. No, I'm down 80 to like one. I'm down more. I'm down almost 50 points. I said, a lot. I'm down, and but I still have I still have Cooper Cup, Matt Gay, the 49ers defense, and Pat Mahomes to play. So I'm just like, yo, Pat, if you score 50 right now, I ain't got nothing to worry about. I only got to check that shit in the morning. And I'm just watching this man just tear apart this. Because one thing, one thing about the Bucks is they gonna chase the fuck out Pat Mahomes. They gonna they gonna chase him like a runaway slave. They gonna chase him like some dogs, and he a piece of fresh meat. 
Like, they're going to chase the fuck out of Pat Mahomes. But the fact that he kind of took on a challenge and he's back in the same place that he lost this fucking Super Bowl in the probably his worst loss that he's had in a while. Some motherfucking just watching him just put on the magic. Him and Andy Reid, the, chem- the, the calls that they're calling, motherfucking is fucking phenomenal. And I'm just over, I want to get mad because, like, there's one point, so there's points in time that, like, they're not throwing it. They're, they're calling these trick plays, like the trick play with the um, tight end. He took the snap and ran that bitch in. I was like, that's fine. Like, this man Pat Mahomes over here talking to Andy Reid on the sideline and shit. Like, these motherfuckers are just nasty. The Bucks defense, and the Bucks defense is not no slouches even slightly. I'm pretty sure they were ranked at the first, the second, or third when it came to um, passing, definitely passing offense. And for him to just get every single receiver he could find involved, he's getting the shit figured out. He's staying composed even in bad situations, even in um, critical times. When Kelsey dropped the, um, I want to say it was a third down or fourth down, he was like, no problem, man. You straight, man. We got this, man. We good, man. We'll kick this field goal. No problem. Like, they look fucking great right now. And those are the mighty, mighty Chiefs I've been talking about. Yeah, but there's offense. Just still the Chiefs offense. No worry about that. The Buccaneers. Brady looked good in the second half. Um, early was looking kind of rough. Third down early, though. Like, they had a total of six carries for three yards all game. <laughs> like, Leonard Fournette, three carries, negative three yards. That's what he ended with. He did end with negative yards. Yeah, so, like, uh, offensive line and pass block all game long. I know they're fucking exhausted. They're getting their ass beat. <laughs> like, this, you can't – you're not mauling. You're only getting hit at this point. But Chiefs – Chiefs are just the same team. I I bet on this game I took the Chiefs. I don't – I was just like, the Bucks offense is still stagnant, and I felt like they still were stagnant. It's just the second half they kind of got their shit a little bit better. But they're going to have to prove to me that they're – really the powerhouse because they haven't looked the part yet. I think that team, the Bucks are only a powerhouse when the um, defense is balling. If the defense is balling, yeah, I think their defense is good, but they're not balling. Like, you're not really seeing them. They're getting stops and an average, like, an average team isn't going to be able to score 20 on them, but motherfucking it's when their defense turned up and was over here picking off Aaron Rodgers and making Drew Brees look like a child. That defense is what brings the energy to the team, and that's how the running game gets involved. And once Tom got defense and running game, he does whatever the fuck he feels like. Yeah. So I think that's the thing about that team. But this Chiefs team is they made the best point ever. We got to stop treating Pat Mahomes like LeBron James. Like, because, bro, he's young as fuck. And, like, every time you get a chance, even though a lot of people believe Lamar Jackson – oh, that's a cool shirt. I just noticed that. But um, everybody talks about Lamar Jackson as – um. Is the best one, which I also believe so. And I think Josh Allen is going to win the MVP this year. But we got to put respect on Pat. We got to stop trying to LeBron and decide from here. He's the best that we probably – he's probably going to end up being the best that we've seen – we ever seen. Like, and this just shows that he has a, he has a perfect situation. And the fact that he can do all these things. Like that touchdown when he literally probably had half a toe from going past the line of scrimmage, he just floated that bitch up. Like that's literally a work of art right there. That was beauty. Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. Like he might even be winning MVP just because the run that he's on right now. The Chiefs still look as dominant. They're a powerhouse. We'll see because I think they have some big games coming up also. So we're gonna see all the, like how like we're gonna get some fun matchups coming up soon for them. No cap and like that shit's crazy. And shout out that boy Jerry. I seen that boy on Instagram. He was at the game. That's fine. That boy got to see Pat Mahomes and. <laughs> Yeah, nigga, Brady playing person. That's fine. That's fine. 
On to our last game here, Monday Night Football, the Los Angeles Rams going to San Francisco, the battle of two California teams, McVay versus Shanahan. Shanahan owns McVay, and it was all on display last night, or not last night, but on Monday night, 24-9, Matthew Stafford, interception machine. He did get sacked seven times, though, that 49ers. Bosa had a big game. Um, this Rams, they're just the offensive line porous uh they lost their center now again like the, the center that they had started that game and they got hurt he's gonna be out for like five weeks so they're not only gonna get worse the run game 18 carries 57 yards there has been no run game all year cooper cup 19 targets tyler higby 14 targets that's all he's looking at still and we're, we've been talking about this issue since week one like we're four weeks into it and he still hasn't adjusted the game plan no cap, but here's my thing, right? I want to, I want to, I'm gonna pull out some analytics on motherfuckers. Uh, how good is 49ers defense? I was getting my ass whooped in fantasy. Oh, yeah, not not Alex. I, I keep me on that, but the 49ers did help help that not be too bad. Ass but I was getting fucked up by 50, by 50 plus, and Brett still had two people playing, but I had Matt Gay, Cooper Cup. But none of them niggas had shit on the 49ers defense. I ended up winning this bitch 200. By, I ended up scoring 200 points and winning by 40 after being down 50 a Sunday night. That de- it was it, uh, seven sacks, a pick six for 52 yards. Is that They don't count tackles for losses, but they had nine of those. They were stuff in the run game. They literally were only giving up field goals. And guess who had the fucking Rams kicked it? <laughs> Here's a fun fact here for everybody. Cooper Cup this year has 42 receptions. Justin Fields has 34 completions. That's crazy. That is is an absolutely insane stat going into week five. And then to compare Cooper Cup last year on his uh, his crazy season, through four weeks he had 30 catches, 431 yards, five touchdowns. This year, 42 catches, so 12 more catches, 402 yards, 20 something, uh, 30 yards less, and then three touchdowns. So he's has he's on pace to break his catches <laughs> and put up the same amount of yards. So Stafford and Cooper Cup connection is legitimate. Is it legitimate or is everything else illegitimate? And is this that's the safest bet? That's my guy. He seems to be. If they play zone, I think he does doesn't read anything. He just goes to Cooper Cup type. Yeah, thing. but the and moment I, he reads his own defense, it's like, oh, Cooper Cup's gonna know where to be. Yeah, I respect it. But my thing was, they really was calling bro a Hall of Famer last week at the at the end of last year, and I was like, oh wow, I, I fuck with bro. I actually liked him in Detroit, but like, this is showing you that like he's still a. He's just the Matthew Stafford. Like, the dude on the lines is literally him. Yeah, no, man. He always has been a yard machine, touchdown machine, but he does – he's sloppy with the interceptions. He's like, and, like a Brett Favre copy that guy. Like, he's he's going to throw it. And he can motherfucking – and he knows how to be able to pick a motherfucking receiver to turn that motherfucker into a history maker. Kenny Galladay got bread off of Matt, because of Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Hey, now everyone in that division is now two and two, including the Seahawks, who are overperforming like a motherfucker right now. So it'd be interesting to see again this division. 
Nah, that's actually fun. I want to see this division, and I got to see the AFC South, because if the Jaguars win that shit, I might shit my pants. <laughs> Fact. Uh, but uh, that's been the whole recap. Kev, you can uh, break it down for them boys. Head on out. Man, there it goes, man. It's about that time. Motherfucking, this has been a totally blitz. Week four, NFL football recap. There was defense, defense, defense. Motherfucking, we had Bill Belichick motherfucking spazzing out about the bullshit. And we learned motherfucking the Lions just will always be the motherfucking Lions. It's, it's motherfucking, it's motherfucking NFL. It's coming through. We're coming every week with the hot shit, the crazy shit. Make sure you stay tuned. We got the Thursday night football preview coming soon. The Thursday, the the NFL week five preview dropping motherfucking Saturday. So y'all boys stay tuned, man. And if you didn't know, I'm in this bitch with Totally Totally Blitz motherfucking CEO, Paul Pickham winner concert. I'm your boy, Kev Waterboy Savoy, and use a motherfucking bitch. Passing out the medicines We've been on that rock star regiment Knowing that I'm heaven sent Higher than I ever been I got a problem with Problem with Being problematic Get the light beam on me ready for electrostatic Don't you step into this box if you're not batting Then my gang got tools You can call them boy crap Man, this gang got rules Man, you better watch your passes This ain't not new And it's season max